Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Standing Room Only podcast, episode number 114. On this week's episode, we got a lot more news to talk about offseason with Major League Baseball, NFL, a lot of moves there. Make sure you guys are following us. Uh, We are on Spotify, which we just added the ability to have video feedback. So it's not just YouTube anymore. So, of course, we're still on YouTube, Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, make sure you follow our social media. We are SR Only Pod. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok as well. Our personal accounts, I am iGoose with four O's, and then we have Healy as well. You follow my Twitter and Instagram at the Healy Six. This week's episode, part two to last week's free agent frenzy. A lot of moves were made yet again. The madness. It's, it's just gonna be another jam-packed episode that we can't fit every move in. So we're just going to talk about the, the most important ones this week. It, we told you guys leading up over the last few weeks with the MLB lockout, it was literally timing up perfectly with the NFL offseason, the new season that started, which is leading into the draft, which is leading into more moves. I think in this episode, we're going to start with MLB first. There have been a lot of moves. I know Keeley is very eager. There were some big moves, actually. Finally, a, a big name's off the board. There's a couple big names off the board. One of the biggest ones that everybody was waiting for. Healy, pick the name out of the hat. Who do you want to talk about first? Because there's a few big ones. We'll talk about the biggest free agent that we've been waiting to sign all offseason, Carlos Correa, to the Minnesota Twins. Three years, $105 million. I, If you would have told me to pick a team that... Carlos Correa was going to this offseason. The Twins were not even close to the top of my list. I thought the Cubs might have had like a slight chance and they were kind of like the favorites in a sense just to because of how much money they still could pay players to be on their roster. But the Twins ended up being the team to sign Correa. Surprise, surprise, I guess. Uh, my biggest thing with Carlos Correa, one, surprised he didn't go for after a long eight, ten-year deal like we're seeing with a lot of players, especially MLB, a lot of guaranteed money. For him, with what he's getting averaged, that could have been a 300-plus million over the span of an eight- to ten-year uh, career with another team. And two, he goes to Minnesota, who's not a contender, Yet, I guess. And three, it's not a major market. I mean, you're in Minnesota. Cubs were there. I thought maybe the Cubs would try to make that move. You're playing for a prestigious franchise. You're playing at a major market. You're playing with a team that actually did pretty okay considering all that they've gone through in the last season or two. Or even any other contender that has money. Even the Yankees, who still need a shortstop in a sense. The Yankees, where a lot of players go, a lot of big names go to the Yankees. Payroll's incredible there. Especially like with the this Dodgers. three-year deal that he signed. It makes you the, wonder. I think the main reason he did not sign a long-term deal, though, was because of the lockout. No lockout, he gets that long-term deal. No doubt about it. Because the, the most we saw was eight years for Matt Olson. But he only got paid $164 million. The biggest deals we ended up seeing were like Freeman and Castellanos, but those were like six-year deals, five-year deals for, again, $150 million. I don't, I don't think we saw a $200 million guy this offseason. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the Twins, they have the money. I told you right before we started recording, though, I don't think Correa is going to stay with the Twins after a season. He has two opt-outs in his deal. He can opt out after this season. He can opt out after next season. So he's getting paid $30 million. Let's say he has another six, seven war a year. He's going to opt out, try the market again to get that long-term deal. He gets hurt. He has $60 million that he'll still get paid moving forward. Which is or he, key. Or he could give it another year. Also, from what I've I've uh, discovered, he changed agents this offseason. He went from, I don't know what agency, to Scott Boris. Scott Ooh. Boris in the in the industry gets guys the big money. He's and the also, Don King. The Don King of baseball. I think that he's only going to stay with that that uh the twins for one season as well. And they may have gone for the short-term contract. A little bit scummy, but with this deal that he's getting paid, I think that his agent, his previous agency, still got a percentage of Carlos Correa's deal, and Scott Boris didn't get like his full percent. So if Correa Ooh. opts out after this deal, then he signs a long-term contract. Boris then gets that return for the whole $300 million that they might get paid. Man, it's crazy to think that this one player, his move, Carlos Correa, with an opt-out every year, every team or any team that is looking strategically to gain at the shortstop position might not make big moves now for the next couple of years. For all we know, he might still be a Cub next year. He might get traded for all we know. I mean, on a three-year yeah. deal. Even with the opt-outs, you might want to trade for him and you might be able to include something in the trade. Like, we're trading for you, but you have to stay at least another year in a sense. But even so, if you're only going to have him for a year, a team that does trade him is probably going to want him long-term. Regardless, yeah. it would be like Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts only had one year left, but they traded for him, immediately signed him into a long-term extension. Why not Why not sign somebody that in return you might get some major prospects yes. back? That's, I mean, that there's teams that actually do that. Hey, come to Minnesota. We're going to work with you. We're going to give you 30, what is he, the third, fourth highest player in payroll and for any uh, any player in Major League Baseball behind like Max Scherzer and Mike Trout. And I think there might be one more name. So they're like, hey, come to Minnesota. If we end up being a contender, stick around. For some reason, if we're the best in, you know, the AL Central, which obviously the Sox should be the favorite, maybe, maybe not, then, okay, we can compete. If not, you're going to make all this money, and we might end up trading you to a contender anyways, where you can sign an extension. You can sign a seven-year, another $170 million deal. And guess what? In return, we're going to get a package for you. So it's a win-win situation. That, I, I think that was a good move by the Twins. Do they have any business doing it? Are they competing? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I don't think they are. But if you can get some prospects in return that are young, 18, 17, and plan for four or five years out, why not? That's a smart yeah. move. No doubt. I, I think both parties were good. And again, like three years I'm surprised at a different... I think the teams that were in consideration wanted him long-term. They didn't want to give him the money. And it was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go to this team short-term deal. 
because let's say he does sign a one or a three-year deal the same deal with the cubs or yankees and he opts out then he, then that team might get a little bitter and be like all right we don't want to offer you that long-term deal anymore yeah or try to get yeah. cheap in that sense the twins in a sense are a team that's never going to be a threat to the long-term contract and i mean at the end of the day if I'm if I'm Minnesota, I know I'm not competing. So uh, that would spoil a lot of teams' plans for the next two, three, four years, even maybe five years. I know it's a three-year deal, but just planning ahead. Like if I was the Yankees and I were to sign him, I'm not giving him the option to opt out. I'm like, listen, we're gonna get you for four years. We're gonna make a run. You can opt out after year three. Yeah. Uh, with him going to the Twins, though. I am ready for the first ma- the first matchup when the Twins come to Chicago. I am definitely seeing Correa play the White Sox. Unfortunately, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Their first series in Chicago isn't until July. Ow. Ooh. Ooh, that's weird. Divisional round. I I like July games at the cell, aka at guaranteed rate. So, I'm cool with that. Is it is that 4th of July? Is that 4th of uh, July week? It is July 4th, 5th, and 6th, yes. There's a, they have a huge bobblehead giveaway on that day. So I'm, I might not be – I might may or may not be down. It all depends on plans, but I, I do know that they have a bobblehead giveaway on the 4th of July. I'm not – It's Liam Hendricks. <laughs> I don't know if Could I want to go to that July game, especially because it's a nighttime game. Daytime game, maybe. But 7 p.m., no thank you. The, the next two days, yeah. and then they play a couple more home series as the year goes on, but it's just unfortunate that they play in Chicago kind of late, not early on. We have to wait a few months. I also did look up when the Rockies come to Chicago. They're they're playing both the Cubs and White Sox this year Nice in Chicago. Super excited to see Chris Bryant come back, and it is... September. <laughs> wow. Very so, late in the season. Have to, yeah. Have to wait like pretty much the entire season to see Chris Bryant come back to Chicago. What are the chances there? you go two for two on catching Chris Bryant crying Wrigley? What's the over under? <laughs> That'd be cool to see, though. That'd be super cool to see him in another uniform. Come back home. You know, you know, he's going to get the love. You know, he's going to get the love. Oh, no doubt. And also, another another team, unfortunately, they have to play on the road against the Tigers start off the year. Javi Baez, first time coming back to Chicago. Oh, yeah. Will be... Why do I have to keep scrolling for these teams? July 7th. So, the weekend after Carlos Correa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, July is going to be action-packed. July and September, and then everything else falls in between. Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out some other games. Carlos Correa goes to the Twins, totally unexpected. The next move we're talking about, Freddie Freeman signing a six-year, $162 million uh, contract with the Dodgers. Not necessarily unexpected. Little unexpected by Atlanta to trade for Olsen and just let Freeman go. I think Freeman definitely, I think the I mean, from his reply and his response, 
was he liked Atlanta? He they did. Go, I, I, they, I think it was kind of like a Chicago situation, though, where on their end and like the media end, they're like, oh, they offered him all these different contracts. They offered him more money, and yet he signed with the Dodgers. But it ended up being like a Chris Bryant situation where all these numbers are thrown out. Chris Bryant declines a $200 million deal. He declines a $300 million deal. And then when you talk to him, he's like, I didn't get offered anything. Didn't even want to talk to me. Yeah. I think that's what it was too. Cause he even said that he was shocked with the Matt, with the, with the Olsen trade because he was assuming he was going to try to, they were going to try to bring, you know, bring him back. And I mean, obviously the Dodgers had to pay up, they had to pay up for Freeman and they continue to have this huge payroll. And now again, once again, are the scariest team in MLB scarier than before, but this we'll is see. we'll see how the, the pitching best is. The lineup I will ever witness, or that I have witnessed in my lifetime. I'm not going to say ever because people will be like, "Well, what about the Yankees with uh, Babe Ruth and Gary and all like, those guys?" Yeah, uh, all Mickey like a hundred years ago. But you're yeah. going to have Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Max Muncie, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Will Smith, Justin Great. Turner. AJ Pollock. And all it's going to take. Gavin Lux Cody, on the bench. Cody. Dude, if but Bellinger comes back even remotely close to his MVP year, his run. He needs to play average. Just play. If him average is, is still pretty good. But for that team, yeah, if every guy plays average, they're still a scary team because of the level of talent. And I, I don't know how they won't take that division. I know that the Giants are good. I know that the Dodgers were favorited last year. And I I just, this, there's no, if the Dodgers do not at least make it to the NLCS, this is what we call wasted talent, which is the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. I think if they don't make the World Series. At this point, with the, yeah, yeah, I agree. they They made the NLCS last year. Yeah. You have to at least make the World Series. And play a competitive series. Also, I think if they lose, like, they would have to lose, like, four to three. They'd have to be up three, two in the series, and the other team just pulls off a miraculous victory. Um, yeah, mir- miracle. Maybe, maybe knock on wood, an injury. Obviously, you don't want that ever to happen. <laughs> a three anybody. one comeback. It would have to be memorable. And- LeBron James checks in. No. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, I don't see how, I, I'm i not going to say I'm a gambling man, but there's no way you can get me to bet against the Dodgers unless the White Sox are, end up, end up being as hot as what Vegas is saying. I think Sox are second or third favorite for World Series this year, so, I'm, of course, I'm biased. I'm biased for the Southsiders, but we'll see. That's a huge move. There's some other teams, though, that made moves that can still compete. Yeah. Uh, another one that's a little bit better. It'll make their offense definitely a lot better. Their defense, I don't know what they're doing out there. Will they make the playoffs in this tough NL East division? Talked about the Schwarber signing. Congrats to Kyle Schwarber signing. Massive deal in Philadelphia. They also signed another big bat in Nicholas Castellanos. Five years, $100 million. 
Another guy in which the Cubs probably could have dished out the money for $20 million. It's not, that's not a lot for a guy like Nick Castellanos. Who likes Chicago, by the way, who hits extremely yes. well in Wrigley, by the way. I'm very shocked. No, don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be cool for that offense. Just those three alone, Harper, Schwarber, who is continuing no matter where he goes to play pretty good ball. And Castellanos, who is obviously a killer on the offensive side of things, I, I think that Philly will compete again. Like you mentioned, the NL East being as tough as they are. The Mets, the Braves, obviously World Series champs. The Mets are a different. The Mets, to me, if they don't, make, if the Mets continue to not push forward towards a ship, then I will be shocked. I'll, that's another one next to the Dodgers where I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. So if the Mets don't end up taking the division or at least making it into the first, second round of the playoffs this year, I'll be very shocked. But again, that goes to that East, the, uh, the NL East is tough. It's a tough division. And as much as we want to see some of these guys thrive, it's, I feel like a lot of divisions are starting to be more competitive, which is good for, for the game. It's great for the game. <laughs> On Twitter, I posted, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of like a three-headed dragon two of them are like super serious and one has like a silly face and the two super serious ones i i said were the east and west divisions both al and nl and then the silly face one was the central division because the national league central like uh they just had a major injury i think flaherty is flaherty hurt again one of one of their guys is hurt They'll be out for quite a bit. Uh, so the Brewers are looking like they could just run away with the division again, even mm-hmm. their pitching's great. The Reds traded away everyone. The Pirates are okay. The Cubs are going to be okay. And then you have the AL Central, in which the Indians are going to be iffy. You're going to have the Royals not so great again. You mean, you mean the Guardians? Yes, the Guardians. Brand new name this year. The Guardians, they're going to be iffy. Uh, you have the Twins, who are going to be okay. We'll see if they could. Like last year, a lot of people picked them to win the division. This year, not really on the same boat because they did trade away a bunch of pieces. They got some interesting pieces back, Korea signing. And then you have the Tigers, who are still a year out. They're still at least a year out. You're going to see a lot of Torkelson, Riley Green up this year. Casey Mize, another year older. But I still think... Their age is too young to like be a competitor, but watch out. The White Sox, they have to execute now. Otherwise, the, the division's going to be a battle for them with this young t- talent that's coming up in Detroit. Windows wide open for now. Other signings. There's yeah. actually a couple. There's some big. There's actually this week was kind of big. This was a big week. So we could talk about Jorge Soler. To Miami? Yeah, that, Miami got another good outfield piece, or DH. DH is in the National League now for anyone that uh, does not know. So he'll probably DH for them. He could play outfield here and there. They had him. They also signed Vistiel Garcia this offseason. So they made a couple decent signings. I could see them being a little bit competitive. They do play in that AL or NL East, though, that will hurt them. Mm-hmm. 
I like the pickups though. I like I like the pickup with Solaire. I like the bounce back too because he had a really bad year, got traded to Atlanta, and he was a monster again after that. Sometimes that's all you need. The 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 last big one though, Trevor Story to the Red Sox, six years, one hundred forty million dollars. He is going to play second base for them. Interesting Ooh. move, but. I guess this is a, a discussion to have on the podcast. Even though Xander Bogarts, lifetime Red Sox player, multiple World Size World Series winner, the shortstop of, of their team for a while. Not a great defender though. Trevor Story, the opposite. He's a way better defender. He'd fit that position more. Would you move that Xander Bogarts to short or to second? Or would you have Trevor Story sign there and then just play second base as long as Xander Bogarts is there? Bogarts has to work with the team. I feel like at the end of the day, if you have a gold glove in Trevor Story, don't get me wrong, it sounds like Trevor Story to me is just gonna is a good infielder. He's a good he's just a good defender. So it doesn't even matter where he plays. It's almost like and I think this could change during the season. This very well could change. But forcing him to second as to say, hey, I don't want to step on anybody's toes when I get there, I would swap them. Bog- I mean, second base to me, I know it can still be a tough position, but shortstop, you're making a longer throw generally. And you- I feel you got to field a little bit more too. Unless, I mean, there's a lot of pull hitters that are lefties too, but I would swap. I would just be like, Xander, like you've been with Red Boston. This is nothing against you. Just numbers don't lie, and we think you're a better fit for say. I mean, I would try to glorify the second base position for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like Marcus but... Semyon moved to second base and played there. Yeah, last. yeah. It's 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 an it's a Derek Jeter A Rod deal again. A Rod way better shortstop defensively. Went to the corner, but due to Jeter's star power and him being there longer. He A Rod had to take the third base position. I think I think you let it ride to start off. Trevor Story knew who the shortstop was. It wasn't anything new. He was willingly he was willingly going to play second base with the Rangers if they signed him. He even could have played outfield with a, a team. There's consideration that the Rangers would sign him and he'd play center field. Due to him just being an athlete. So you let him ride it out at second base. The long-term deal with Trevor Story basically means Xander Bogarts is going to be there for too much longer. He only has a he only has maybe three years left, which is still a long time. The big thing though, Xander Bogarts has an opt-out after this season, so that's probably why they signed Trevor Story long-term in preparation in case. Xander opts out, they'd they'd have a shortstop for the future. If Xander doesn't opt out this year, they could continue to play both in the the positions that they're at. Maybe Xander is like a, a little bit of a down year. Maybe just the defense is so bad at at shortstop, and Trevor Story is too good at second base, where they have to flip flop them. Their team's going to hit regardless. I think their team success is going to be good enough to where it's not really a factor. But it's it's just something to bring up for a discussion purpose. 
Yeah, I th- it's important. It is important because let's face it, this team is ready to win. This is a team ready to win. How many games did they win last year? 92, 91 games in a very last, tough division. Last year, they won 92 games and they finished 92. Third. They finished tied for second in, in a very tough division. Um, this year they added playoff teams or am I mistaken? They had an extra playoff yep, team for six teams. Okay. So you already know you can compete. We're bringing in firepower. I would say firepower. Trevor story is going to hit many balls over that green monster. Defensively. He's good. Xander's good. I like Xander. I thought last year he had a pretty damn good season. He's not old. What is he? 29, 30. So if he opts out, so be it. I think that's the big thing, right? A lot of guys are planning ahead. He's 29. 29. I can see him riding it out. I could see him staying with Boston for a while. I could see it. But again, it all depends on how it pans out. Like if this team isn't really competing the way they should be, which I would assume they will, then maybe he does opt out. Maybe he hits well and opts out and goes and gets a huge deal. He very well could get a big deal. Yeah, he's getting paid $20 million a year. The free agent class for next season isn't as stacked as it was this season, though. And you, we've seen Carlos or uh, Corey Seager get massive money. We've seen Baez even get massive money. Trevor Story, he gets more than $20 million. I feel like he has to opt out. And get the or or yeah, opt out. And if he wants to resign with if Boston, if they want to work it out, give him more money, maybe. If not, you go elsewhere. He's been pretty consistent. Plays most games, I would say. He doesn't mm-hmm. he's not injury prone. Unfortunately, so I think with baseball, like it's not like NFL or NBA where you can like restructure contracts. Like whatever you sign, you kind of have to write out. It's not like uh, most guys, when they sign extensions, they just get added on to the contract that they have already. So maybe they do re-sign him for, let's say he's $20 million, $25 million. It's just he has to opt out, which means other teams have the opportunity to give him money as well. And there's a chance that he leaves. The Trevor Story signing gives him that security in case that happens. It's a big it's a big deal when the free agency isn't as big for a player like Xander Bogarts because all of a sudden he becomes one of the favorites immediately, which in return, when the market sucks for at least for the free agent market, that that almost guarantees more money. Also, guys are going to be willing to spend that money because what else are you going to bring in? Yeah. So Trevor Story. Surprise signing. Uh, the Giants were in on him. The Rangers were in on him. And I'm taking a look at next year's free agency class. You have Correa, who could hop, opt out again. Uh, he's getting paid $35 million, but he's not getting paid long term. Besides that, though, yeah, it's basically Xander Bogarts at the shortstop position. You have Elvis Andrus. He's not really that great at shortstop. Like next year's class is not so great. You have Nolan Arenado who could opt out. But a lot of these are opt-outs. Jacob deGrom could opt out. Chris Sale could opt out. Rodon. Next year's class doesn't even come close to this year's class at all. And there's so many guys 35 plus here. 
that I'm looking at. So Xander could get paid a lot. I think he's going to get a good deal. Either, I think it's no doubt that he gets uh, he uh, opts out after seeing that. Besides that, though, uh, there's just been a bunch of minor signings. I think uh, news. I think it's time to transition. I think it's time to transition. What's that league? The National Football League, where there's also a lot of big moves happening. Yeah, talked about last week. Your favorite team. They re-signed Aaron Rodgers to an extension. Devontae Adams, he had the franchise tag. It looked like they were going to be there for at least another season together. Everything looked great. The long-term extension made it seem like Adams would sign. Maybe long-term, the, t- the teams would come together. He's no longer with the Packers. They traded him. At first, initially, I, of course, as a fan, it's emotional to hear. I'm not saying I was sad. It's just, whoa, what? Like, Devontae Adams gets traded. They get a, two, two picks, a first round, a second round pick in 2022. 22nd overall, 53rd overall. I'm like, hold on. They just brought Aaron Rodgers back. You can work with Devontae Adams. Obviously, he's not going to play on the franchise tag. Work with him. Like, maybe you can backload the contract so he makes not as much in the first year or two. Maybe, maybe you give him a three-year deal and you load up the back end of it. Like, you make it work, right? That's so why we have financial people in, in, in the office. No, he gets traded. He gets traded. Comes, you know, it, it, it comes full circle because he has been wanting to be a Raider. Why? Because Derek Carr is his quarterback previously in college. And it just wasn't working in Green Bay. Let's face it. In return, now that we're looking at it, and we mentioned we were talking about it before the podcast, you know, for me, it opens many doors. You get two picks. You have cap. You have a lot of cap space to where you can pick up a couple more players. Or you can package for somebody with the extra draft picks. Maybe you trade away your first round because now you got the 22nd overall. Second round, maybe you package that as well. Who knows? We're not drafting another Jordan Love. We don't need a running back. We have two incredible running backs. You have Aaron Jones and you have A.J. Dillon. Who do you want to get truck stick by? And obviously you have a great quarterback. Now the defense is good. You got great defensive backs. You have linebackers. You, have, you re-signed Douglas. You you brought back uh, Preston uh, Smith. You let go of Zadarius Smith, which is okay. He was hurt a little bit last year. But you, could let, you brought back a lot of the core defensive players. Now you need somebody for Aaron Rodgers to throw to. And I think the biggest key is some key free agents that are still out there. You have Odell Beckham, who we don't know when he's going to return. He did have surgery on his knee again, same knee. Julio, who's been injury prone, who plays about about a quarter of a season every year for the uh, last eight years. But Aaron Rodgers throwing to him could be deadly if he's, it stays healthy. My wild card still, since this all unfolded, is DK McCaff. Yep. He's on a contract year. Seattle basically sold. They're not winning with Locker. I can tell you that right now. 
I know I know a lot of people are saying, Lock. oh, chill. Jake Locker. I'm sorry, I don't Lock. Know if he's in, in the NFL anymore. Yeah, Jake Locker's not in the NFL with, with Locke. And, and here's the thing, too. With those draft picks, Seattle's already, they're future proofing. They're, they're future proofing. When they traded Russell, they, you know, they, got, they got some picks and everything. They're future proofing. So why not try maybe Jordan Love? Maybe you get Jordan Love in a pick and you give us DK McCaff. We work out a contract extension. We give him a little bit more money. Maybe he doesn't deserve the most money in the NFL, even though he's been pretty damn good. But you get a player like DK and you sign an Odell or you sign a Julio for cheap because, unfortunately, I don't know if these guys are going to get the max deals that they're probably going to be looking for. Julio's a little bit older. But. Green Bay, if they do not make a move, after setting themselves up with one of the biggest opportunities, Green Bay wasn't winning with Adams, guys. I don't know how to break this, people, Packer fans, NFL fans. Green Bay won zero Super Bowls with Adams. Yes, is he the best receiver in the game? Arguably, yes. I would say he is. It definitely helped him out because there's no one else really around him to throw to. But he's only one guy. Jordy Nelson was successful. Greg Jennings was successful. Donald Driver was successful. Randall Cobb at one point was very successful. There's been guys who were successful. Devontae Adams is just on that list of success under Aaron Rodgers and that that offensive scheme. I'm not going to say that Devontae Adams, we can't discredit him. I think he's going to shine in uh, Vegas. I just don't think he's going to put up as good of numbers. But if you get, they got to grab two more guys. I know Lazard's still there. Who has actually stepped it up this year? He had some big games, some big catches. Can't be Randall your number Cobb. one, though, at all. No, Randall Cobb re-signed and took a huge pay cut. He can't be your number one. He is shit. He shouldn't even be the number two. No offense to Randall Cobb. I think he's just a great slot receiver. They did bring back Robert Tunyon, who was out after tearing, I believe, his ACL. He was hurt. He had a great season before. He caught like 10 touchdowns, which is awesome, but... He can't be a number one option. Aaron Jones is a good catching back. He can't be a Christian McCaffrey. They need, it is crucial to grab at least. I know a lot of analysts are like, oh, they need an elite receiver. No, they don't. They don't need an elite receiver. Get a couple of good receivers. Make a trade. Try. I personally think they, they can bring in DK McCaff. He's not going to hurt the salary cap. And make another run. Their team... Yes, offensively is a little worse, but if you put the right pieces at receiver and give Rodgers a couple of targets, they will be as successful as they were last year. I mean, they can only get more successful. They were a first round exit or second round exit, if you will, their first game. So it hurts to see Devontae Adams go because I truly do think he is an important asset to any team, especially Green Bay, but he's not as important as what it's going to be to get in return. You set yourself up for success. You have open opportunities. Rogers, part of his deal was, we're going to allow you to have a little say. So Rogers better say. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, as, as I've already stated, though, they, they need someone, though. They, this, you can't... Aaron Rodgers is only getting older. Yeah, there will be and a move that, made if there is not a move made for a wide receiver. I don't even know what's going on. Like th there has to be 100 percent. They have to grab someone. 
And they're not hyping up this draft like they've hyped up the last couple of drafts either. So that's where I'm like, even a right, rookie wide receiver, it will still take him a couple years. Even a guy like Calvin Johnson, let's say he he got drafted again. Yes, he's great, but it would still take him a couple years to be like elite, elite. Amari Rogers, maybe. Amari Rogers was great in college. Maybe he has. Maybe they finally utilize him instead of punt returns. Super fast receivers, got good hands. It was just a weird wide receiver death chart. I don't. I don't know. Well, I, if they if they do not make a move by the draft or pick up anybody, I might cash in and and just start rocking the navy and orange because I don't know what else. I'm, I mean, what else should I do as a Packer fan? One Super Bowl in the last like twenty years. Come on. I'm right. I'm right there with you. It's been like 30. It's about to be 40 years. All right. In in three more. Now that's crazy to think about. So you look at the bright side years. of things. All right. I'm not. I'm not. You're right. I'll stay a Packer fan. I, I like my chances. <laughs> I like consistent playoffs. It's just you can't. They can't finish it out. So that was a huge one. But there's also the NFL bigger moves. Bigger moves in the NFL. Yeah, we saw. The biggest quarterback finally get moved to the Browns. And I was not expecting the Browns. I was either expecting the Falcons or the Saints. That's who it came down to. I know that Baker may have been traded, but I was not expecting the Browns to get Deshaun Watson and then Baker would be traded after. I was thinking maybe like a Garoppolo or... Matt Ryan or just someone else would have went to the, the Browns. Yeah, Texans decided to trade Deshaun Watson after obviously there was a lot of legal battles this past season. As far as the legal battles, it's kind of not happening, minus some civil cases, which again, we don't nobody really knows what's going on. It seems like he's gonna play. Maybe not. I know some fan, some players voiced their opinions on Twitter. Saw a few players are like, wait, um, you're going to suspend. Who did they suspend? Was it uh, Ray Rice? Ray Rice for a few couple of games or Kareem Hunt even who's still playing. Well, th this was for the gambling. Yeah. Who is the gambling? Who that was is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Thank you. I couldn't even. I knew he was a Falcons. Calvin Ridley couple parlays get suspended at least the whole season and he bet on his team of course gambling's illegal right yeah at least gambling in the sport and uh he's suspended so and obviously we're not going to get into it we're going to get into the politics of deshaun watson because we don't know we don't really know it, but it is, it's risky it's risky it, it is pretty like if they thought he's innocent and wanted to trade for him, okay, cool. I think the scummy part of it is what they're doing to prepare for the suspension that's about to happen. Like Deshaun Watson, even if he's proven innocent of everything, most likely will get suspended just for, uh, I can't think of the, the correct word right now, but basically like uh, how the NFL players represent themselves. Even though he's innocent, Based off all this att negative attention on the sport, he'll probably get suspended for that. But they, they traded, like they traded for him. They signed, yeah, integrity. They signed him to the most guaranteed money in NFL history 
beating out Aaron Rodgers by $80 million. $80 million. A lot. And also, uh, what was it? They, they may He may have gotten, like, just the largest. It wasn't the largest. There was something else with that, though, that Rodgers is getting paid. There's the extension. How I think much the full, it was, it's fully guaranteed is 230, I think, is the most like ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most guaranteed in that sense. And then there's something else, whatnot. But the scummy part about this, though, is that they are his base salary for the first season of oh, the team yeah. is $1 million. So he's only losing like fifty seven thousand a game he misses in the first season, right? Because it eventually goes up. That's all right. I'm not gonna say it's smart or it's not. It is smart. Like you got to protect your investment. But I see what you're getting at. It's kind of like, well, you might have done this. So just in preparation, if you did, we're going to look the other way. We're going to sign you to a huge We're going to make deal. sure you get all your money, though. You're going to get your money. Like, yeah, you might be effed, but we're going to get you your money. Because, I mean, if he did it, like, that's, dude. Yeah. We don't know. The, other, don't thing, know. the other thing that he guaranteed. So fully guaranteed, which is the most ever guaranteed. And he also beat Aaron Rodgers' most signing bonus. His signing bonus was 150 right out the gate. They gave him 150 just to sign that contract. Oh man. Oh, and they've man. Uh, they've signed Jacoby Brissett as well, who's most likely going to be the starter when he's suspended. Which it's it's looking like he might be suspended, but Cleveland yeah. is is preparing. They're like, "Look, yeah. long haul, we have a good team. We want to get rid of Baker Mayfield." Watch a plot twist be uh, Baker Mayfield ends up staying with the Browns. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's going to get traded. I think worst case scenario is if they can't trade him, they release him. He will not be on the Browns um, training camp or like preseason. I can't even think of a team that needs a quarterback that bad that they're going to go after Baker. The Seahawks could trade for him. Seahawks, yeah, yeah. The Falcons need a quarterback. Falcons now. Uh, even I've though... heard that the Panthers don't want to trade for him. I did read that. I just read that, I think, earlier today. Uh, Falcons did sign Mariota, so they're trying to bring him back. I, I wonder if... Oh, yeah, the Falcons signed Mariota. I wonder... Yeah. I'm su kind of surprised now thinking about it. Maybe it's just more of a... Even though they did trade for Deshaun Watson, I think their morals for Baker were kind of like there in a sense he could have easily went back to houston in that trade to that terrible run organization that's happening right now a team that's not going to win forever For baker's, baker's career would end very quickly just due to how bad that team is and oh yeah injuries and whatnot i think they did not want to send him at least like drew lock makes sense training him to seattle because drew lock isn't as good of a quarterback but Baker, he could have easily went back to Houston. I he, I think he gets traded. I think they're trying to trade him for too much right now. They will they will lower their standards moving forward, and they'll eventually move him. I just hope he gets another chance somewhere else. I was thinking Unless, Indy. I was thinking Indy would have been a. It's team. what I thought too. You get Baker Mayfield, who's 
been in the league a few years. He's had some, you know, gone through some rough patches. Maybe he gets a new chance to prove maybe that Cleveland offensive scheme was bad. The organization, something was bad there. But that wasn't the case. That was not the case. Matty Ice obviously goes uh, to Cleveland um, in that trade, which Matty Ice to the Colts. I, I, I'm liking it, especially for what they gave up. They, they gave up a lot for Carson Wentz last season. They traded yeah. a couple first-round picks for him. And this season, they trade away Carson Wentz for nowhere close to what they gave up originally. They were looking at other quarterbacks. They probably would have had to, had to give up more. And they're getting Matt Ryan. They did do well a couple of seasons ago when they had Phillip Rivers, who was way past his prime. Mm-hmm. But they were able to play well that season. Matt Ryan, I don't think, said that Phillip Rivers, he could only throw the ball five yards max. He, he could still pass the ball a little bit. But the, the main thing is he's been in the big moments. He knows he's a great passer, but their offense, in a sense, is run first. You have which is key. a really good running back with Jonathan Taylor, and then that will open up the game management to have a successful offense with Matt Ryan. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the bigger things, too, or the biggest thing, as you mentioned already, is the fact that Jonathan Taylor had coming off a career year in his, what, second season? Let's see if he can top this. I mean, I think he could. The defense is good. They've had played many good games, but Carson Wentz, I know it was 27 to seven touchdown interception ratio. His quarterback rating wasn't bad. It's not just having a game manager. There are moments when you need your quarterback to make those dimes at the end of the day. And He's I think Matt Ryan, clubhouse too. yeah. And I think Matt Ryan has been working with shit in Atlanta. He's literally been working with a pile of shit. He's, Hasn't had Julio the last couple seasons, who, which, again, was hurt a lot. Russell Gage never ended up turning into the Russell Gage that they wanted him to. Uh, Calvin Ridley, let's talk about him. I mean, what the what happened? Let's not even talk about his gambling. Besides his gambling, like, I mean, he went from good to bad. His brother is probably better, I would say. Is he still with the Bears? I think so. And, I mean, after their Super Bowl run and that they blew against the Patriots, I, it was downhill from there. It literally was downhill from there. Um, I think his best run was, and, and this isn't taken away from Matt Ryan saying he needs the talent around him, but you go from having all these options. I'm pretty sure he had Roddy White. He had Julio Jones. He had uh, Mike Turner. Was it Mike Turner at running back? Mm, who's, that, who's, that was that was a while. They had Freeman. Freeman. They had Devonte Freeman. You're right. They had Freeman there. They've had a couple of different backs. Austin, and then was Austin Hooper their tight end. Hooper was their tight end for a little bit. Uh, they he might have thrown a Tony Gonzalez towards the end of his career as well. Early, but, uh, early in it, yeah, early, Ryan's early, career. early. But like what I'm saying is, he went from having good weapons, yeah, guys, he can th- toss up to, to. Not really a whole lot, and and I'm not going to say that he's the reason for the mistakes and the interceptions because he can throw them in bunches, but you put him in the Colts organization, solid offensive line. Uh, I like some of the receivers are not bad. Just wait. I mean, last year we started to see uh, Campbell. We started to see some of these other guys Pittman. show up. Pittman. Pittman was awesome. And obviously the running game, the defense is good. 
the Colts to me in the AFC South. Are we calling them the favorite? Are they the favorite this year? I would have to. I would probably say so. Because you have Tennessee, who is good, but then they, they still won without Derrick Henry. So is it the running scheme? Is it not Derrick Henry? Is Ryan it Tannen, defense? Is it the defense? The defense started off bad, but then all of a sudden was back to what they used to be. They're too like hot and cold. I think Tennessee's going to compete. They very well could be take the division again. But I like the Colts. I like the Colts. I like the running game. I think if you establish an incredible running game like Jonathan Taylor does, that equals time management. That equals uh, time of possession. If you can win time of possession, you can limit your turnovers, score those points, you're going to win pretty much 90, 95% of your football games. So as bad as it looks for the Colts to go after, go from one old washed quarterback, I'm doing air quotes, one old washed quarterback, which Wentz isn't that old, to another washed quarterback, it really isn't the same. I think Matt Ryan, having maybe a couple years left as a veteran, he's been in the big show, like you said, I think the Colts, I think, I'd say the Colts might be my favorite in the AFC South. Yeah, and also with Carson Wentz, it could have just been character issues. I did see a report that when they did win the Super Bowl and he was hurt, uh, a couple of his teammates at the time that were injured with him as well came out and said, yeah, Carson did not like that they were playing well without him. You don't want that type of guy. He was like mad that they were doing well without him. Jealousy is ugly. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, he... Basically played the whole season. He tore his, didn't he tear his He was an ACL? MVP candidate. Yeah, and he got hurt last game, first game of the play, first first playoff game, I think, right? Or towards the end of the it season. Was, it was, it like was the last end couple of the games. season. And maybe he shouldn't have been in, maybe he should have. Bitter. He seems like a cool, he just seems like he keeps his head on straight. Like he doesn't, you never see, hear of him in the media. But again, that that doesn't always tell you what's going on in the locker rooms. But, you know, obviously he's in Washington. If he's that good, if he wants time to shine, you got to do it right now. You lead Washington to the playoffs, everybody's going to change their, um, yeah, their, their outlook Carson on Wentz you. Narrative. Yeah. Especially in a cakewalk division like the NFC East. It's not a cakewalk when everybody sucks. <laughs> everybody sucks. Well, or a cupcake division. Not cake I would call it, yeah. Cupcake yeah, division, would... especially with where we have the NFC West, the AFC West. Oh, my the AFC gosh. East is looking great. The AFC the South is, is like, so... okay. I, I almost want to go to, I want to travel like San Diego or Vegas and or something or Kansas City and see an AFC West divisional game. That's how crazy the AFC West is or the NFC West even is also like uh, the easily the one of the best divisions that I've seen, two of the best divisions that I've seen at the same time in a long time, in a very long time. Can't wait for the season. Can't wait for fantasy football so I can lose again. This is like the most turnaround we've seen in an NFL offseason, especially with this all the quarterbacks ever. And crazy. there's still a couple more quarterbacks looking to change teams. Yeah. Obviously, Baker Mayfield being the main one at this point. And we could see Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Change Jordan teams. Love. 
I still think Jordan Love is going to get dealt. At this point, you draft him, you tell him, hey, you remember how we got Rodgers and Favre was doing his thing and Favre was kind of, you know, sending pictures to people that he shouldn't have been sending, but that's irrelevant to the conversation. Well, trade Jordan Love. He's been sitting behind Rodgers. Somebody might offer up a third round pick for a guy you're never going to use. And now you have an extra pick. Now you have more fire. To me, that's firepower. Having draft picks is firepower. So, oh, we need we need more news. I don't have enough news. That I need I need mm. more coffee. I I don't know what's going on. Uh, we were talking about the Titans a little bit earlier. Probably should have put this story into that. But to lead off, we're, we're, we'll get back to the Titans here in a minute. But the move that will lead to them. Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Huge. Big signing. Oh, my They gosh. lose Odell. They get a guy like Allen Robinson who has never played with a good quarterback in his career. He's played with Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Justin Fields as a rookie. He has not played in a good system since he has been drafted. This, this could be scary. And now he's going to L.A., in which he has Cooper Cup next to him. And it was supposed to be Robert Woods. Robert Woods was supposed to be the third guy. They the like Rams. Van Jefferson. They yeah. like Van Jefferson. There's just not enough room. But Allen Robinson, great pickup by the Rams. They're, they're on pace to put up another championship-type run. Scary. That's and why the NFC even, West is scary. And the scary thing, too, about that, is they didn't even need Robinson because they have Robert Woods. He is coming off of an injury, but Robert Woods was still pretty good when Damn he good. played. Oh yeah. Robert Woods though did he's gone as you mentioned. Robert Woods goes to Tennessee, which I assume is what you're going to bring up. Mm-hmm. And he's basically going to be the face next to AJ Brown who is arguably one of the best receivers in the game, not talked about as much as he should be. All in return because they did, they cut Julio. They cut Julio, they're like, listen, it just didn't work out. You get it, I get it, okay, cool. We were going to bring in Robert Woods, who I think has great hands. He's a speedy receiver. I think he'll still be good after his injury. He's had an injury before. He'll be good. Um, I'm like very shocked, though, that Allen Robinson is a Ram. I'm more shocked that he's a Ram than Titans. Like I'm, I'm happy for Robert Woods because he's going to get a lot of targets, and it's going to be good for Tannehill. But wow, Allen Robinson. That's all I got to say. And we we were talking about the Titans. I think even with Robert Woods, the Colts are still going to be the favorite in that division. Yeah. We still don't even know like how Roberts will play come off the injury. And now he goes to the Titans, who I'd assume he'd be the number two wide receiver. Good compliment. But I don't know if their be- system's as good as what the, the Rams have. The Rams already had a great system. It's not like they didn't have enough with Cooper Cup. I'm surprised because Allen Robinson may or may not have mentioned that he wanted to play in Green Bay, whether if that was to spite Chicago. But yeah, that was a huge move. There's some other free agent signings. We had some other ones. We had uh, Armstead 
gets signed to the uh, Taron Armstead uh, five-year deal, $87.5 million deal. Offensive tackle. On the Bears' radar. <laughs> on the bit, yeah. Which is a huge, huge pickup or a miss if you're a Chicago fan. Five years, 87. Good deal. Well worthy. That's a huge deal right there. He was uh, with the Saints three-time Pro Bowler in nine seasons. We'll see what he does there. Dolphins, to me, are still going to be a hit or miss. You never know what you're going to get with the Dolphins in the season. It's um, kind of odd that the that Armstead is not going to be guarding the blind side because he is guarding a uh, for left-handed quarterback. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Speaking of O-line, Collins, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, going to the Bengals, who needed much, uh, needed some O-line help this offseason. He's going to be their guy protecting Joe Burrow. Yeah, that was a uh, a good deal. I think anytime you go and get a uh, a Cowboys lineman, obviously we know what the Cowboys linemen are are capable of doing they, i think they're probably notorious for being as good if not almost as good as patriots linemen when tom brady was there great running uh team more success i mean that's created more success for uh joe burrow i think joe burrow i'm not gonna say they're a playoff team again i'm not gonna say that they're not i think they're still damn good but it'll help it'll help the extra protection is gonna help now, is it going to help against like an Aaron Donald type ordeal? Maybe not. But that's a huge deal for them. It's a huge deal for them. We all know Mitch Trubisky is going to be the MVP of the uh, season, which is in the AFC North. Yep. Trying to figure out the, the, the latest signings here because it has been... The past couple of weeks have blended together, and there's been so much news that we've talked about on the podcast. I don't want to. Well, I can tell that. you that there's one, I think the new number one. So Bobby Wagner is still available, if I'm not mistaken. Tyron Matthew. And I don't know if anybody, I don't think anybody picked up Stefan Gilmore yet. Bengals, Chiefs, Chargers. Yeah, That's Gilmore, be big time. Wagner, Matthew, Team Hicks is still available, Clowney, Rob Gronkowski is a free agent, Odell, uh, Pat Peterson, who's a little bit older, Eric Fisher could be an interesting O-line signing. Oh. I thought, and... so Gronkowski has not come back yet. Interesting. I thought whatever Tom Brady did, Rob Gronkowski did. I thought they were like attached at the hip, like Siamese twins. Yeah, it's probably taking some time to enjoy life, and he'll be back. Avoid. He's old enough. He's probably avoiding the the OTAs and all the drills that he has to do if he was. Oh, you mean he's gonna record it all in one day and then split it up to make it look like he's training all week or for two weeks? Well, he doesn't have to do that when he's a free agent. That is true. That is very true. Very smart of him, though, to do that when you know, he did have to record his stuff. Uh, so next week is going to be another week of probably the remainder because we're going to be leading into the draft, which is next week, two weeks from now. I don't know the exact draft date. 
but April so we'll 28th. <laughs> so we got not two weeks. We got four we're, we're weeks. We're probably going to talk some basketball next week. Yes. Playoffs are coming up very yes. quickly. The playing games Bulls start are, like April 16th or something. Bulls are starting to become more healthy, except for Lonzo Ball can't run anymore, and they still have not beaten a top four team. As yeah. of right now, the Bulls will play the Celtics in the playoffs if the playoffs were to start today. I am confident they would beat the Celtics, but I'm not very confident. Let's put it that way. We'll talk more basketball next week. As we inch closer, LeBron James setting history, 37 years old, averaging 30 points a game. Crazy. Crazy. But the Lakers, well, I guess they did win yesterday, so I can't really say that. But even It's been at- rough. They're thirty. They're thirty-one and forty-one, and in a playoff spot in the West. That is crazy. If they can play in the play-in like they did last year, if Anthony Davis is healthy, which is going to be tough because, well, that's like it just doesn't mix. It doesn't blend, right? So if he does, though, I think that they can be a favorite. I think with Anthony Davis, they can compete with the Suns. I mean, if they take the eighth seed, I think they can beat the Suns. And we don't know when Chris Paul is coming back. I don't know the exact time frame on Chris Paul, who got hurt during the All-Star game. So, Yeah, right now, if the playoffs were to end, the Lakers would face the Pelicans. And I would not want to play the Pelicans at the moment. Pelicans are nice. I Zion like the Pelicans. will probably be back soon as well. They, I think yesterday they just announced they're shutting them down for the rest of the season. Oh. I think they just announced. Well, I don't know if it's official, but I think they're eyeing now like that maybe they're going to shut him down. And if he does, I mean, if he is coming back at the end of the year for the playoffs, you have him, you have Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, Devontae Graham, Herb Jones. I guess those yeah, are like the big According ones. to Shams, as of today, it's most likely that he won't. There was a video that came out of him dunking, but it's, I guess at this point, they aren't a contender. There's no need to bring them back. Yeah, let them, let them, I mean, you got, they got assets. If I'm him, I'm like, listen, guys, sorry I didn't come back. Rehabbing. You guys are learning how to work together, build this chemistry. I think that the Pelicans next year could be dangerous. They can be a dangerous team. Especially when you never know what you're going to get out of a draft. You never know what you're going to get out of free agency. I don't know who's a free agent this year, but I think they could be good if they can keep these pieces. So I guess that's our NBA segment that we weren't going to have. <laughs> and next week, it'll pick back up. A little more we'll talk more spring training baseball uh there might be some signings there might also be some cuts i don't know when spring training cuts are going to happen for baseball guys and yeah as always you can follow us on social media at sr only pod twitter instagram and uh tiktok if you are not listening on spotify i'd recommend doing so because then you can get the video feed as well you can follow our personal pages. Mine is at the Healy Six Twitter and Instagram. I am iGoose with four O's. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram as well. Go ahead and hit that follow. Let's talk sports. And we'll see you guys next week.